sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Get excited. I'm about to do it. I'm going to bring on my co-host. He is a guy who, based on an account I heard from him a handful of years ago, um, and based on uh, some personal research I've been doing on Facebook from doctors, uh, from Fox News doctors, um, and some people who have had a prominent voice in the Oval Office. And you know that's where the president works. Have you heard of him? Um, but I believe that Tony was once caught having sex with a demon at the Gold Spike Hotel. Tony, do you want to respond to this? I would like to respond to this. You sound like that is something to be ashamed of, and you sound like that's a rare occur- occurrence at the Gold Spike Hotel. That is commonplace. That is the only type of person you can have sex with. And let's be clear that these aliens are the people running this this hoax. And I'm not talking about the COVID-19 mask hoax. I'm talking about the hoax that that the drugs that our president, our faithful president, is pushing, mm-hmm. they are actually mm-hmm. solving it. And ZPAC and zinc are the essential ingredients in curing this disease, along with hydrocodone. Hydrocodone, yeah. yes, that, that's been the big news thing, but it's really zinc. And it is ZPAC doing the heavy lifting. And okay. let's let's not forget, like a lot of people want to focus on COVID-19, but the more That's important right. things to talk about are alien babies and witches. And oh, yeah. witches are going to be the death of this society. I believe mm-hmm. that Adam Silver is one of those witches. I believe Oh, Adam Silver, the basketball guy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I believe Bud Selig, while not MLB commissioner right now, I don't think he is anyway, um, I believe he was a witch. I also believe that most of Hollywood are witches. There are some standout cases that aren't. I'm looking at you, John Voigt. I don't think he was an alien. I think he's a stand-up And I tell you who isn't an alien, stand-up bloke, all-round person that doesn't want to have sex with underage girls, um, complete, complete pussy right. cat who doesn't, uh, who isn't a hypocrite, and okay, he bans guns at his own concerts, but I can understand that. I don't think Ted Nugent is an alien. I thought you were going to say Adam Carolla before you said concerts, but um, <laughs> the yeah. I think that's all true. Hey, you know, you said HCQZZ. You get those letters in Scrabble. <laughs> They're fucking rocks. You're now. You're now. You're you know. You're you're rolling. Now will um, the, will this um, QAnon and and conspiracy theory community have an effect on how we um, put together a Scrabble board? Now, this is one of the questions I've been thinking more about. More cues, like. It'll be easier to get cues out. Does it devalue the cue score in Scrabble? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because a cue is 10 right now, I think, based on uh, – I've been playing a lot of Scrabble <laughs> lately, if you can't tell. Um, I think a cue is 10. You get that cue and you get it in the right time of the game, like when the, the 
the board is is growing out towards those valuable triple words, you could end the game right there with that cue. I mean, you could do some serious damage pulling out like a you know forty five fifty point, you know, and all your spelling is quo or something. You know, it's not even interesting. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we can get another Q, maybe only one Q, maybe that was the signal. Maybe that's what we should have known. You know, there, there is only one, you know, there can only be one. So do you think Q is actually not a political figure, but perhaps somebody that's an elite in the Scrabble world, but could never really crack it. And therefore they're pushing this theory to actually get more Q words into the Scrabble dictionary so they can then conquer the che- the Scrabble world. Can you imagine if QAnon became a Scrabble word? It's crazy. I, I get mad because like IV isn't a word. You know, it's um, like, I, I mean, feels like, feels like we use that one enough, right? Come on. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Tony, um, I do want to jump in right away uh, to um, into a new segment that I didn't tell you about. Uh, this is a segment uh, that I like to call We Owe You One. And it is where I will make my weekly, probably weekly, maybe bi-weekly, whenever I feel like I need to do them, uh, I'm going to apologize to some people because I screwed up, Tony. Okay. Um, so we're going to call it We Owe You One. Uh, that's kind of a playback on... I hope I'm on the news list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um you know, sometimes you owe a guy a beer. You say something, you know, you, you, you maybe you spout off one day at the bar and the next day you say, hey, sorry about that, man. Let me buy you. Let me buy a, uh, you know, a Bud Light Seltzer or something. So first of all, I'd like to start with my friends at the world famous pizza beer company. <laughs> I'd like to apologize um, for uh, maybe not that um, I said that your beer was bad. I'm not apologizing for that. Uh, I just think I maybe shouldn't have called you freaks um, <laughs> who make bad beer. I'm, uh, I did not check. I meant to do this, Tony, but I didn't check to see who they've been donating to politically um, and make sure that they weren't freaks. But I don't believe I'm sure they're just perfectly nice people who made a beer that is bad to me. So um, I do apologize to the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pizza Beer. And also, I'd like to apologize to uh, fascist right-wing leader of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, um, for saying he was dead. Uh, and he's not dead, uh, apparently. He got bit by an emu or something, and he is still alive. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to pull you up on this. Where mm-hmm. is the O in emu? It's not an emu. It doesn't move like a cow. It is an emu. It's an emu. That is correct. It's not an emu. Okay. It's an emu. Would you like me to apologize to them too? I would like you to apologize to the country of Australia. <laughs> uh, I will not be doing that because that results in me being kicked by a huge boot. So I'm reserving that until <laughs> I have some lawyer present. Um, yep. So, you know, the two people that I decided, um, you know, I felt bad for, you know, uh, I, you know, it's Mr. and Mrs. World famous pizza beer and fascist, uh, uh, you know, dictate borderline dictator, uh, Bolsonaro. So, you know, next time I see you guys, Hey, a, uh, a natty, a, a natter day is on me. All right. So just give me a shout when you see me at the pub. Okay. 
You love those nowadays. Now, I was perusing Facebook after we recorded that show, and I had an ad pop up on my feed, and it made me think, are Facebook a social media company, or are are they really just a platform to serve ads? Because Mm -hmm. what popped up in my Facebook feed but an ad for a pizza beer. Right, yeah, I saw this. Not a Mamma Mia pizza beer, but a pizza beer all the same. Now, I was thinking, is this coincidence or a Facebook tracking me somehow, maybe through cookies? I'm not sure whether this one uses a pizza-based steeping tea. I looked. Um, I actually looked at this beer. I don't believe they are steeping. They are making pizza tea. Uh, I think they were just making a beer that was intended to be drank with pizza. I think it's a uh, an amber. It appeared to be an amber lager without a non-adjuncted amber lager based on my best investigation. Is that true, Tony? Did I, did I read that right? Look, I'm not real sure on what's actually involved in this. Um, perhaps if you look it up on Untapped, you could uh, talk about this product. All right. So this is uh, amber color from the light crystal. I would guess that. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about some problems I have with this already. <laughs> the description is written 100% in caps. A normal, a normal thing to do, I think. Um, Amber color from the light crystal, a slight sweetness. Noble hops deliver an earthy, spicy note to the beer. Alkaline character from the salt from the bases. Don't know what that means. Perfect beer with pizza, classic Australian table beer. So everything up to the salt part was tracking to me, I think. Uh, Amber lager, crystal malt, noble hops. Cut it off there. We're done. All right. I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'll drink that beer five days out of the week. You send it to me. No problem. You know, alkaline character from the salt from the bases. Tony, is that like an Australian term that is, is swooping over me? That is some marketing bullshit. Um, okay. So I'm not sure what they're talking about from the bases, but an because they're not talking about salinity. So I don't think this is like a, a goza situation where you are getting like salt from from yeah. the actual flavor of a goza. I think what they're talking about is just a basic fucking water adjustment like you would get in say a British IPA oh. if you try to create like a more alkaline um yeah, okay. base beer rather than yeah, um, you could put baking soda in it if you wanted to mess with it you could. I mean yeah. wouldn't do that. But. Uh there are some water profiles where you would do that. In in minute amounts to adjust the water, to get the pH, to get the grains to mash correctly, you would certainly do that. But that is just some classic marketing bullshit. Um, Classic Australian table beer was also part of their their marketing. That just means we have no fucking flavour. This is our bland, bland offering for people that aren't really into beer, what we would have called back in the day a golden ale. Or a sure, I, pale ale. I would complain. My complaint is if they're that interested in, in their marketing, maybe don't write your description in caps on here. I don't, you know, that's maybe not the, the marketing move I would take is to put this in here. Let's look at some of the photos. Uh, the rating is not good on this 3.13. Um, there's some good looking pizza here from this feller, Warwick. Uh, has a nice charred up crust on it. I like that look. That's good. Warwick, you are on the you are the pimp of the week, baby. Um, with that pizza, 
Um, this guy is playing Taboo. Um, actually, there's some pretty nice looking pizzas, and this beer is probably not that good. So um, that's too bad. Uh, they should, you know, pick a better beer with your with your Za here. Now, is that something that's proved improved in America? Sort of that 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 sort of entry level beer. So for people that really aren't into craft beer, we're going to cater to them. Has that beer got better? Is that where we're starting to see things like Kolsch on a regular basis, or is that still a rarity? Yeah, I mean, it's, the problem is that it's just not. Um... I mean, how prevalent do you want it to be, right? It's regionally dependent. So in Kansas City, actually, more more you would notice that more people than you would think drink Boulevard wheat. You know, even people that don't really aren't like hipster craft folks like me and you, um, they'll just chill at a ball game. They're watching a game on TV at home. They'll crack a Boulevard wheat. It's their local beer, you know. Um, I think that's pretty unique per region. Um, and it depends on where you go, right? Uh, and it depends on what you consider craft also. Do we think Narragansett is craft in oh. Massachusetts? I, I don't know. You know, it's not bud. You know, a yep. yingling gets whipped into the craft pile. Do I think that's true? I mean, I think it's awful, first of all, and the company's bad, so I don't care. Um, it just sort of depends. Here in Chicago, I mean, if people want to drink cheap beer, they're still going to drink, you know, Miller Lite. You know, I mean, that's fine. Um, there's good beers that are available that would suit the palate. Um, plenty of good Pilsner, plenty of good um, Kolsch, you know, more than yeah. enough. But, you know, whether people find it or care about it or want to pay for it is the other thing, right? It's it's not it's not affordable like a lot of, like even Boulevard Wheat is. I mean, buying buying a 12-pack of, of even Revolution Wit Beer or Rev Pills is still, you know, Ten ninety nine. You know, it's pretty expensive compared to six ninety nine for Miller or Bush or whatever. I think that's your problem. And and you sort of got into something that we'll discuss at a later um, later stage because we've just called this a beer podcast. We haven't said this is a craft beer podcast because I don't even know what that means. Because you're right. Does does Yingling, even though it's a shitty mass produced beer, fall into that that class because it's less macro than than bud or corona or and does now like goose island i would not consider independent or even craft but their 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 yearly release of bourbon county is still a good beer craft is a terrible word first of all i I hate it and uh i don't really i couldn't tell you what it means and i'll be honest tony i didn't even agree that this will be a beer podcast so that's why you hear me talking about fucking president brazilian presidents and and <laughs> including the shit i'm about to talk about next which is i have been drinking some bud light seltzer tony and it's pretty fucking good i, I would like <laughs> to put that out there um uh, i did buy a 12 pack of bud light seltzer totally on impulse i was on instacart uh getting my groceries delivered because i'm locked in the house still and uh bud light seltzer popped up is like, hey, you want to add anything else? And I said, oh, sure, whatever. It, that was cheap. So it was a relatively cheap 12-pack of Bud Light Seltzer. Four flavors, mango, black cherry, lemon lime, and strawberry. And I think it's really good, and I could drink about 40 of them. It has, uh, it's like delicately sweet. It just tastes like 
you know, a LaCroix pretty much, maybe bubbly more so because it's got more flavor, more like fruit flavor. Yep. But the black, the black cherry is good and it goes down like water and it uh, is a hundred calories. So I'm giving Bud Light Seltzer uh, high marks for just being something you could chug <laughs> on a Saturday when it's hot. Will we get a Grifflands chug video of Grifflands chug of Bud? Just me spilling it on myself. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stand outside with my shirt off and uh, <laughs> so I don't get anything messy and just, and just fling beer all over me. Uh, that's what everybody wants to see, right? <laughs> uh, I think the and and for anyone out there going shopping, I think the black cherry and the lemon lime were my favorites. Uh, okay. So far, uh, so if you're if you're choosing your seltzers, Bud Light, you're st- you know if you're choosing between Bud Light the beer and Bud Light the seltzer, I'm going seltzer 100 percent of the time because I think Bud Light the beer is nasty and tastes like plastic. This at least just tastes like water. So okay, but Bud Light seltzer. Or White Claw. Oh, Bud Light Seltzer. Really? Five days a, a week. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, way less filling. Way less filling to me than White Claw. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just spritzier. And plus, it's, I mean, it's way less filling and packs a nice punch and is less sweet. So, it's like 5%, 100 calories, and it's not nearly as sweet as White Claw. So, I, I like it. Cool. I'll have yeah. to uh, have to import some. It sounds like it's a must import beverage. Yeah, I would love to pay ten ninety nine for a twelve pack and pay forty dollars to get it into the country. <laughs> sounds worth it. it sure does. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have been getting into the macro uh, stuff. Um, I guess so. Maybe that's who I am now. I'm just drinking uh, big big company. You know, I'm in the pocket of big beer drinking their seltzer. I'm drinking IPA right now, though, so they couldn't win over the podcast, uh, the valuable podcast hours of when I'm drinking IPA, hazy IPA. These these still belong to Burial for the moment. So are you um, drinking Burial Hazy IPA at the moment? I am, yeah. It's very good. It's very delicious. It's, it's called To Streak Blood Across My Brow, and it's a 100% Galaxy IPA, and it's really good. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Tony, you've been doing some drinking this week. Why don't you tell us? I saw that you were drinking some cucumber sour, and it looked really good. That cucumber sour from Sailor's Grave, who I recommended one of their beers, their lemon meringue beer, for our ultimate six-pack. They had a goza, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It was like goza meets Hendrix gin with cucumber if that makes sense. That's the flavor profile I would give it. It was a delicious goza. It was like effervescent, uh, really light. It was um, just a beautiful um, goza. And I've had a couple more of them and they just drink superbly. And um, you've really got to enjoy that sort of botanical cucumbery Mm -hmm. mix. So if you're not into that, would not necessarily work for you, but I'm right into that. I like a Hendrix Martini and I like it with cucumber. I thought it was a delicious beer and I will, if they have some of those when I go to my local supermarket today, I will pick up another four pack of those. They were delicious. That's excellent. Love that. Um, you were also drinking that coffee breakfast coffee beer. That that was that was 
delightful as well. Um, it was, it was, it's not like a. Um, how do I how do I say this? It's not like it was trying to mimic, say, an espresso um, sort of coffee flavour. It was more like an americano or even a Vietnamese ho- iced coffee sort of. Oh yeah, I like Vietnamese iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. it sort of had a lactose thing going on. It, it was thick. It had that more bitter edge, like a deliberate bitter edge, not a poorly made sort of thing. I really enjoyed okay. it. Um, that's the, that's the way I would explain that beer. If, you know, you've, we've all had coffee beers that are like cold brew in a can with with a touch of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That yep. wasn't this beer. This was this was more a stout with sort of that that bittersweet play of say a Vietnamese iced coffee. Hey, speaking of cold brew in a can, I mean, we make that stuff. Have you? Do you guys have any of that stuff there yet? The um, like the PBR hard coffee stuff that we have here. Um, we're starting to see it. There's a, there's a couple of makers. I'm yet to try it. Um, I don't think it'll be bad, but I'm not sure whether it's my bag because I'm kind of a coffee just, snob. Yeah, me too. But it's it's sweet. I mean, it's it tastes like YooHoo to me. Like YooHoo, uh, you know what a YooHoo is, Tony? Isn't it like a YooHoo's like a long life like long life. Um, Milk drink? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's sort of like a yeah. There's no milk in it purportedly, um, but it's a uh, yeah. It's like a um, chocolate. It's a chocolate drink, I guess, is what we would call it. Yeah, that's what this tastes like. It it really has more of a mocha type flavor to me than it does anything resembling coffee. I I, I get that. Now you've also been drinking beers. I see you've you've had a um what a three percenter from. Burial, I think, was the last beer that you checked in. 3% barley wine? 3%. <laughs> well, if you multiply it by four. Yeah, I was going to say 13%. Yeah, I was drinking barley wine. I actually did want to talk to Tony. It was a barley wine with all kinds of stuff in it, and it was uh, really, really good. Um, this barley wine had banana in it, um, which usually I am a little bit of banana of a barley wine purist and not crazy about, like, whipping sort of unusual type flavors into my, uh, into my beer, but, um, or into my barley wine. Anyways, I don't mind into my beer, you know, pastry stout all day. I care less, but yeah, this, uh, barrel age, bourbon barrel age with banana, vanilla bean, cinnamon, and sea salt. This was fire, dude. It was so good. Um, had like a bananas foster character to it. I would say nice caramel, you know, burnt sugar flavor. Uh, the bourbon made it more like a charred, you know, not charred, but like a, you know, bordering on the edge of like a burnt sugar taste. Um, it was extremely enjoyable. Uh, and I would recommend it, but I don't know how on earth I get it. I mean, <laughs> you have to just be like me and get on burial's website at noon on Thursday, uh, or whatever, 11 central on Thursday and hook yourself up with some of this stuff. Cause it's freaking good. I just got another shipment of it today. Excellent. I tell you one beer that I have had that um, I haven't had a chance to put up. I'm not sure whether you've had it this because this actually came from America, which is unusual for our local um, bottle shop to get it. But I had Wit the Funk by the brewery. Oh yeah. What'd you think? I fucking loved it. But I love yeah, bread good. beers, and this was like a this is like. If you want to hold up an example of what a, I think it's a hundred percent Brett beer is, this is yeah, to me like a big time Brett, yeah, 
a golden chalice of, of everything that, that Brett does. And I went to the extreme of getting a four-pack, which is unusual for me to to cite, not knowing the beer, just to go out and buy a four-pack and spend 40 bucks yeah, yeah. on a four-pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's worth it. Uh, I've had one of them already and I'm just savouring the others. Being a Brett beer, I know it'll last. I can keep it in the fridge for a month, no dramas at all, and it'll just no problem get, there. Just get more different. There's funk, there's sourness. There's still sourness at this point, which, which is really delicious. But there's still some barnyard, which I, I absolutely love. Love it. Yep, the, the apricot version of that is actually really good too. Um, I know that's you're, I know you're not just going to... F- stumble upon that because <laughs> I, I can't even stumble upon that but um if you did and hey i don't see with the funk that often either so um but if you were to fall upon it the apricot version is good and fits my uh ongoing you know bit where i am never eating an apricot so uh we got to keep that alive so tony there has been a little beer news i wanted to throw in here uh, uh, I, I guess under, I guess beer, beer, nerd news, hyper beer, nerd dork shit news. Um, Tony, there's a $250 cup. So when you're talking $250 cup, is this like a food is worth a beer? Is it a ginormous cup that you share with friends and family? I can't see that being responsible in a, in the time of COVID that um, that's what they're actually producing. Yep. Or is this like a Sam Adams back in the day? They did. Like yeah, no, a- you're going, no, you were right. The first time we're going, they were all laughing and breathing on each other, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, no, uh, no, this is a glass. So, um, four fifty North, uh, 450 North is a brewery in the middle of nowhere in Columbus, Indiana, or as uh, some people might want to call it flavor town, Indiana. Um, come on, right gang. We don't, I mean, Columbus got canceled for like, I think he's on gab or something, but um, I think so 450 North well-known gloop producer, Tony, if you're not familiar with them, they make just nothing but the gloopiest gloop. Um, they are actually the brewery that recently got in trouble um, trouble uh, in air quotes, we'll say, um, for, uh, marking, marking some of their beers as 8% or even 6% or whatever, when really they were about two to 3% alcohol. <laughs> uh, they were not doing anything to test it. They were brewing the base beer to be six, eight, dumping a whole bunch of raw fruit into it, watering it down and then still marking it eight. So any, anyone in the world could say like, well, there's no alcohol in the fruit. So, you know, how does that work? But not these guys, they couldn't, they couldn't muster up that. And then some, some guy sent off a can to get tested by a, uh, a lab and it came back to some percent. So, uh, they got, they got a little, uh, they got a little, um, slap on the wrist, not in the law, presumably because it's Indiana and it's a free for all there, but more so from the beer nerd community community. Like, Hey, don't do that. Don't do that to us. We don't like that. And now they're all back buying $250 glasses. So yes. So 450 in their newest release, they're releasing some more of this fruit solid exploding can stuff. Um, and they are alongside of it releasing 65 ice cream cone glasses. So I'm going to try to describe this glass, Tony, and you can see the glass. So you can tell me if I'm describing it well or jump in where I'm off. But it, 
I wouldn't say it looks like an ice cream cone. It looks more like a chalice in the Catholic church a little bit. It has sort of a, what's this pattern on the bottom that you would call you're, you're more the artist to me. It's, it's sort of a, sort of a like, um, diamond type, uh, kaleidoscope ish pattern, yeah, I guess. I think that's a fair description. It's sort of a, a diamond, not like, like cutting a diamond, but they're sort of, it's a ripple pattern. It's, it's just a, really a ripple it's hard to see in that particular photo um if they were to put some liquid in it i'm sure we would get an idea and i'm actually not positive if the liquid goes all the way through to the bottom i actually presume it doesn't oh you don't have to surely if you're going to produce a a base that's that it holds 24 ounces it holds 24 ounces so it definitely does yeah 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 this uh, this holds 24 ounces going on this is a mess whoever designed this should be yeah. shot. This is so it has the three has these three sort of like uh rings in the middle, you know, like rings orbiting, not orbiting, but they're just sort of like three uh relief type rings that are sticking out from that narrow base. And then at the top it expands into a curved um sort of a uh but but flat on the bottom curved top that makes it if you think of an ice cream cone, right? If you have a the cone and then the, the 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 scoop of ice cream on the top, it's not rounded perfectly, but it's a little bit rounded, convex in such in a convex type way from now, like a square would be, I guess. Okay. Um, and I'll post a picture of this on Instagram so you guys can just look at the picture and not listen to me tell this story. But now I'm um, not sure whether it's a thing in America, but certainly in Australia, we have ice cream cones that are flat bottomed. Um, so they don't come down to a point. They're flat-bottomed ice cream cones, sure. and they're generally designed for. We have those too. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what this reminds me of. Is a this flat is more bottom. like a sugar? What we would call a sugar cone in the U.S. Yeah, that's sort of the shape of the bottom for sure. Um, is uh, is that? It's not like a waffle cone. That'd be a crazy glass if it was that. But um, <laughs> now, okay. So this thing is two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh. Already nuts. You're already like, okay, I'm my mind's blown. Yeah, it's ugly. So, so yeah. I don't know how anybody could justify paying sure. so much money. So I did what any what any adult would do. I went into the comments to see what people were saying about this thing, and a lot of them were sort of the laughing. You're know, like, who's going to do this? What are you guys nuts? And then in the mix were the four fifty sycophants. I love them coming out and saying like, you know, the people who are commenting on this clearly don't know the value of blown glass. I think this is a perfectly reasonable price for the size and the, like, did, or do you work for them? What is this? But um, is it even blown glass? Surely they would u- be using a slip mold or it'd be cut glass. It wouldn't be blown glass. Nobody is, is hand putting these dents in one at a time. I'm sorry. Right, if somebody exactly, was doing yeah, that, right, yeah. that is worth a lot more. Than two hundred and fifty dollars. So I went. Uh, so I went onto this uh, company's website. So these are made by Huffy Glass, um, and I was like, "Well, how much? I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about hand blowing glass. I think it's cool. Like I like looking at the um, the Cholule sculptures and stuff. You know, um, that's neat. You know, I don't know. Uh, so I, I go and look. Like, well, what things are getting made out of blown glass? And of course, I should have known. Bongs, bongs and <laughs> bowls and like one hitters, right? Okay. 
So I'm looking at this site and they got their bongs out there. And this thing, I, I kind of realized, right. The box is, is sort of, you know, you could stick a pipe in there. Right. And you would, you could say this is a bong. Right. Um, but, uh, so a bong from this company, hand blown, got pretty colors in it, you know, some of those little sparkles and stuff, you know, all the little like, uh, uh, kind of mixed in sort of, uh, you know, liquid feeling colors, you know, thrown in there, uh, was, um, $98, right? So you could go, you could go buy $98 bong and you can get $30 worth of weed and you can get high as a kite, baby, you know? You buy this $250 cup and a $10 can of 2.5% gloop, you are firmly <laughs> on planet Earth. You are not going anywhere. Your brain is stuck here thinking about COVID and cops beating your ass and all that other shit. You're still here. You could have paid half as much, gotten the material and the, the pretty piece of blown glass if you want to hang it up on your mantle or something and get high as shit. You're not getting anywhere near that with this. What are you doing? <laughs> this is nuts to me. I, there's no way in hell I would ever. First of all, I have way too much glassware anyways. Most of it I got for free, and it works perfectly fine. I have a Cantillon glass I'm drinking out of right now. It's fine. Um, do you think don't there, buy this. Do you think there's enough of a market for these to be scarce? Or do you they think will, They will sell them like- out, and people, people will resell these for 5X, I bet. Really? I bet somebody four X. Let's say I bet someone will resell this for a thousand dollars. I want you to do some homework, Tony. I have some homework for you. I want you to find. I don't know if you're familiar with the glass whales community. I am. I'll not. send you this, and I want you to go look around in the glass whales community. And I would like you to report to me like the three most ridiculous things you see on the glass whales community uh, on Facebook, because you will see some fucked up shit. Uh, people selling glasses, beer glasses from like, you know gloop breweries like this, like the answer for many hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, uh, uh, lunacy, absolute lunacy. I mean, and there's no booze in this. I mean, you, the thing is all of a sudden, instead of the throw in being the glass, the throw in is a beer. Just crazy. It's wild to me. Yeah. It's nuts. So the $250 cup, if we have any, uh, and I would like to, uh, disclaimer, um, if anyone would like to buy me this cup, I will accept it. Thank you. But will you cherish this glass while well, you will accept it? Is it is something I that's will accept going to- it and I will likely turn around and try to sell it. For, <laughs> and I'll split I'll split it with the guy whoever buys it for me. All right. If I if I can turn around, I'll I'll go I'll turn around, put it on glass whales for seven fifty and we'll split the profit. Like what um, sort of home decor do you have to have where this would take pride of place in your collection? and would actually look good. The only person I would think that would buy this, but he's a non-drinker, is Donald Trump. This is a Donald Trump item. This, this, this fits right into a gold-plated bathroom. This fits in, the, um, in that meme of like, this is, um, this is the type of glass that a, uh, a dumb guy thinks is a good piece of blown glass. Absolutely. That is... That is that, Meme fucking nailed it. That is one of the shittiest pieces of blown glass I've ever seen. And for people to try and justify it in the comments of, you don't know how much craftsmanship's in this. Craftsmanship does not mean it's worth $250. All it means is somebody has great technical skills with shitty design skills. It is fucking ugly. 
and like if if it's if you said to me it comes with two hundred and fifty dollars worth of beer, then hey, that that's a good deal. You get a, okay. a shitty glass yeah. and you get two hundred and fifty dollars worth of beer and you break even. But <laughs> yeah, you're not getting that. You're getting shitty two percent gloop and that costs ten dollars. It goes for about six to ten dollars a can before the resale markup. <laughs> I mean. That, that that shit's expensive too. So they put a lot of, I mean, they say it, they're like, we are putting a lot of fruit in these cans. So it's expensive. And I'm like, put in less <laughs> and charge less. That would be my advice. You will both get a better tasting product and a more stable product and it will cost you less and you'll make more money. Yep. I don't know if you'll make more money. You probably won't. <laughs> um, you, you'll make more of my money, I guess. I don't know if that does anybody any good. Yeah, so that's that's my beer news segment for the week is $250 cup. What do you think? I uh, The question I'm going to ask you, because you've had more of these beers, maybe I'm presenting them wrong, but what kind of glass would you present a gloop beer in anyway? I'm, I'm not thinking I'm going to put it in some ornate goblet with a bunch of rings around it and dimples That in I it. paid $250 for, I... Like getting that stuff out of your cup is hard because it's got, it's like solid. It looks like before we, I came on, on the air here, I showed Kelly the, uh, a, a picture of a, one of the 450, uh, like double slushy XLs or whatever. And it had a, it's like bright red and has a bunch of stuff to the glass. And she said it looked like blood vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it tastes, it just tastes like raspberry. I mean, whatever like juiced raspberries but that's pretty much what you're putting in this expensive cup is it's just going to stick to the side with solid fruit sugar i mean you have to scrub this out you know and and the risk you take when you're scrubbing a glass out in your sink is for me anyways is you can break it absolutely you're scrubbing it you're pushing hard to get the stuff off the edge the sugar you know you're trying to clean that off and all of a sudden, it slip, you push hard enough with your right hand, and it slips out of your left hand, and thing shatters in 500 pieces on your floor. You know, it just it happens to me, you know, once a month probably. Yep. Trust me, I know about it. I own the Spiegelau IPA glasses. You only need to look yeah. at those things crooked and they shatter. Yeah, exactly. I've won- Now, what'd that cost, Tony? That's like, what, a $10 glass probably? It's, it's about that, yeah, $10. Yeah. I mean, that's a much better glass than this. It's it better for drinking beer for sure. I mean, yep. Um, some would argue if it's the right beer for IPA. What I really like about it, and this is going to sound completely weird to a lot of people, is the fact that when you hold the stem, it, it warms up a beer at a reasonable pace. So yeah. for stuff that comes out of your fridge a touch cold, just hold it for five minutes. It's going to get to the right yeah, drinking temperature. Yeah. I, I like the hollow stem glasses, but. I also think for a glute beer, I just want either a stemmed or stemless wine glass or something similar for to that. For glute beer, put it put it in like a table wine glass or a or yeah. a, even a like a rocks glass. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like a rocks glass would be fine. Just I mean, I don't like shaker pints, but like a like a I I have to split them. I just can't drink sixteen ounces of it. It's a tummy ache waiting to happen. I mean. You just put that in a short in a short cocktail glass, you'd be fine, or a short wine glass. Um, I, I that's what I usually would put something like that in. I wouldn't even put it in this glass. I'm drinking out of a free glass I got at Zwanzi Day. Um, 
that has the Cantillon man on it. And it's just a tulip. It's a footed, footed tulip glass. I mean, well, let it drink be. everything out of this. This, this, this yeah. beer glass works for every beer. No, no problems. You know what I mean? Bud Light? Bud Light. I probably wouldn't. I just drink the Bud Light seltzer. I'm just pounding that out of the can, dude. No need for, no need for a glass. <laughs> Will, Unnecessary. How often do you pound something out of a can? Do you ever do it? Seltzers I drink out of the can. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I, if I'm playing a game outside, like me and Kelly have been playing um, Bool, you know, or like Bocce. Love you know, bull. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know, I'll go with bull. I'll just drink out. I'll put the can in a koozie, put it out there in the grass with us. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not bothering with the, with the, uh, with the glass in that case. Um, even if it's, you know, mostly the time I'm just drinking. It's not, not that, not that lager doesn't deserve a glass. Of course it does. But in these cases where I have, you know, 12 faders, I, I feel like I can afford to, just sort of wash a couple down through the can you know, with the koozie around yep. it. It still tastes great. You know, no problems there. See, I'll do that during, while I'm watching footy, I will drink it straight out of a can. Most of the time yeah. I'm reaching for a glass, but occasionally when I'm watching a game, um, more than likely Aussie rules football, um, or maybe some rugby league if the Melbourne Storm are playing, I'll certainly drink out of a can then because I don't want to go to the effort of, of having a glass or even concentrating on getting it near my mouth. I'm worrying about right. spillage. Yep. I just yep. want to be able to pick it up and 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 Suck drink that it. Thing down. Yeah. Yep. And it really depends on the weather. Whether I go for what we in Victoria call a stubby holder, or you guys call a koozie, and I think even the rest of Australia call, calls it that. But in Victoria, we call it a stubby holder. Stubby holder. Uh, yep. Because um, our bottles for our macro beers used to come. Um, Victoria bitter still comes in a. a it's a glass bottle that's a really stubby shape and they were called stubbies so you would just get stubby holder yeah that's what i call a condom just kidding that's a that's a joke at my own dick's expense (laughs) sorry to my dick for that all right well we're talking sports tony it's time for yet another one of uh, your classic sports moments uh that we're gonna have on this show you know i like to think of our show as like hanging out at the pub you know, hanging out at the bar, chit-chatting with your pals. Sometimes you're talking about the beer in front of them. We tend to be talking about that too much. But sometimes we're talking about the latest games. You know, what's going on? I know I go to my local bar. I don't now. Uh, but I would um, if, I, if I could without fear of death. Um, and I will listen around to the mostly, you know, 40s and 50s kind of annoying um Chicago fans, and they're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Hey, what's going to go on with Trubisky this year? Does he have the offensive line to protect him to throw 28 touchdowns or whatever? And they're talking about the Bears, and nobody cares about basketball there because they're all old, and they got their mustache, and they're drinking their sweet stout. They're Husky boys. You know how it is. (laughs) So I thought we could talk a little basketball, and uh, this is a segment we're going to call Tone and the Griff Dog. Uh, where Tone and the Griff Dog, that's me, talk about uh, the sporting news of the day. Um, and in this case, I'm going to turn it over to Tony. I love basketball, but Tony is, I would say, a more dedicated follower even than I am of the NBA uh, due to his sort of allegiance to his countrymen, um, whether that be Ben Simmons or, uh, you know, 
whoever else is here anymore. I think everybody else. Is Bogut playing in this thing? Bogut um, is not playing. Joe Ingles is playing. Patty Mills is playing. Oh, Joe Ingles and Patty Mills. A- yeah, those guys are here. Aaron Baines is playing. I only say that you're more committed to the NBA because you tweet at beat writers, um, <laughs> and I will not be doing that. So It's uh, the most fun thing ever because those beat writers, they are not real um, journalists, and they are starved for attention, and they will reply to you if you tweet at them enough. And their replies <laughs> won't be good. Because it sounds like a Bob's Burgers, the Bob's Bur- It sounds like the Bob's Burgers bit where Teddy Teddy gets like blocked from the radio <laughs> show for calling about the hockey team too much. Um, all right, Tony. So tone. So you're. So tone. Give me. Give me the breakdown of the NBA restart, which. For the listeners, we'll have started um, a few days ago, and for us, is about to start very soon. But, you know, there'll still be plenty of time to get your bets in, uh, pick your faves. Um, the Bulls are not paying, playing, so we can, we can just throw them out. Give us your breakdown of, of what you expect to see from this uh, restart here. Okay. For people that are not basketball heads, they perhaps don't know the format. So there are going to be 22 teams um, concluding this NBA season. So, And, of course, it's evenly split. Nine teams in the Eastern Conference, 13 in the Western Conference because those were the teams that mathematically had a chance still of making the playoffs. And poor Chicago was not one of those teams. The Delete Eight, I believe, is what they're calling the the Bulls and the rest of the teams. Yes, I, I do think the only one that I would I would throw out that I think I uh, think is silly that is there, actually, and, and their odds don't don't support this, but I think it's funny that Washington and Phoenix are there. But go on. Okay, let's start with the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference, perhaps the easier of the two conferences, um, to make it into the 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 final eight because there's only one team. And I, I use the, t- the word team really lightly, the Washington Bullets, because that's what they'll always be known as. They will not be called the Washington Wizards on this podcast. The Wizards. <laughs> um, to give you some example, Bowl Bowl had his breakout game against the Washington Wizards. So that says something about how their defense is. They, the Denver team put out five centers, for God's sake. And they oh, that's right. Beat, that was crazy. Yeah. They still beat the Washington Wizards. This is not going to be the way of the NBA. We are not going to see five centers starting in a real game. We may see five centers playing against the Washington Wizards. We could even see Philly do it with Joel Embiid if he's not injured, Al Horford, Ben Simmons, uh, Kyle O'Quinn, and Norval Powell. I could see that happening, that being the starting lineup against the Washington Wizards, and they'd still put up points. So you can delete the Washington Wizards from everything that you even need to think about. That is an automatic win for every team in the um, in the round robin eight games. Hey, Unless we, hey, we'd all like to we'd all like to delete Washington from thinking about right, gang. They can't hear me. All right, uh, all right. Unless somebody <laughs> is trying to drop games to drop down into a spot where they'll they'll get a better um, matchup um, in their conference. So. Uh, out of the remaining teams, you can delete the Brooklyn Nets. They're not going to get KD, and if they get Kyrie back, they're going to be worse. You can delete the yep. Orlando Magic. They have got nothing going on there. They are a nothing franchise these days. They have no charisma, nothing appealing. They are making up the numbers. So delete those two teams. And right. next to go, 
because of my allegiance to you, the Indiana Pacers. You can count that right, out. That's fine. I don't think Indiana's <laughs> going to do anything. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and isn't Oladipo not playing? Something that, that I believe that's correct. I believe he's not playing. That leaves Boston. That leaves Miami. That leaves Milwaukee, Philly, and Toronto. I believe Boston are perennially overhyped. They are the Eastern. I know, but Tatum was really good at the end there. I was I was enjoying. <laughs> I was actually sitting in Greenville watching the the Celtics play somebody. And I was like, boy, he's a monster. Huh? Uh, sure. But then yeah. you look at the other guards on the – well, you, he's, he's in the front court, but you look at the back court and there's, and there's not a real lot of scoring talent. Boston are a team that, that may make it into the second round of the playoffs, but there's not a lot of go-ahead talent. And they're going to run teams close, don't get me wrong. They're, they're going to run six or seven games in the second round, but they, they're going to go down by – six or seven points in, in those games that they those crucial games that they lose because they don't have enough scoring power because Gordon Haywood is not as a, a scoring force. And when you've got Marcus Smart on your on your rotation and heavily in your rotation starting sometimes, that is a real deficit. He's like a modern day Andre Miller, but scores less. Right. So they're so they're eight to one to win the East and, and twenty to one to win the finals. You don't like you. No, I, I don't like those. I don't love those odds either, frankly. So, um, And the next team I would look at getting rid of, this pains me to say, but Philly. I think the signing of Al Horford has been a disaster. And while he's been moved to the bench and Ben Simmons is now playing power forward, whatever the fuck that means, he's still bringing the ball up the court. All it means is they put one more shooter around Ben Simmons, which is great. But the bench is still trash as far as spacing goes, and that roster construction is just terrible. So they're not moving forward. They're also eight to one and twenty to one, so we'll just delete them too. Okay, I think Miami Heat could go very, very deep. I don't think wow. there's right. a bunch of talent on that roster. I just think they're well coached i think the organization structure is really good i think getting rid of hassan whiteside was really good um it's a team that doesn't have a lot of weak spots perhaps lacks in knockout punch i don't think jimmy butler is a knockout punch i think he's he's sort of a good counter puncher so i think you need one guy that's a little bit more offensive other than jimmy and I'm not sure whether Miami have that to get over that final hurdle. So I like Miami. They're, they're, they're 30 to 1. I, I can understand that. There, there's not a lot of star power and that the NBA is a star-powered league. You've, you've got to 30 understand. 30 to 1 that. and 10 to 1 to win the East. I, I think those odds are fair, but I, I, I think I have them above Philly. Yeah. I like that 10 to 1 to win the East. I mean, because I don't want to bet on Milwaukee. Milwaukee's, you know... Minus one sixty-seven. Yep, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Well, that I, looks- want, I want someone. I don't. I don't. I know they're probably going to win it. That's no fun. You know, it's like Toronto or Miami. It feels like is. Well, that's what I've gotten down to right at this stage. We're down to those two teams. I don't. I'm not a believer in the Bucks. I'm sorry. I believe in Giannis. I believe that they have great, a great roster construction on paper. But I do not believe those pieces are going to fire often enough to actually get them over 
the extremely well-coached team that is Toronto and the breakout stars that Toronto have had. And I think that's what people that don't follow the NBA don't understand about Toronto. Okay, they've lost one of the great modern superstars, um, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of our times. And what I mean by that, Dallas fuck, but can absolutely light up on a basketball court. Kawhi Leonard, he makes yep. – like Tim Duncan had more pe- personality than Kawhi Leonard. He is dull as fuck, but he is a tremendous basketball player. Uh, they've lost well, him. Well, you know, post-basketball Kareem is good, so. That's- yes. Oh, yes, but I meant what he did for the league. It wasn't till Oh, they, right, yeah, they, for sure. They yeah, got magic not, to not the Lakers. To, not a whole lot to look at with uh, – with Kareem, he was he was sort of automatic. You know. Same with Ka- Kawhi, but you look at what yep. they've added by not adding. So the two pieces that I'm specifically thinking of are somebody that non-basketball heads would not have even heard of, and that's Fred Van Vliet playing point guard. His jump this year has been huge. And Spicy P has just gone to another level. Pascal Siakam is yeah, one of good. the elite power forwards elite defenders, that roster is really good. It's more solid and has more star power with Siakam in it than than Miami. So they're similar in that regard. And I think they're even better co- coached. I like um, Spolstra, but I, I, I'm a true believer in Nick Nurse. I think he's, he's one of the two or three elite coaches in that league. And I, I can see them coming out of the East. So that's my prediction for the East. Toronto's seven to one to win the East. Miami's ten to one. Toronto's eighteen to one to win the finals. That's a that's gonna be tough for them. And Miami's uh Miami is thirty to one. Okay. I'm trying to make bets while you're talking, so So my uh, my pick again is Toronto to come out of the East. Toronto. Uh two thousand bucks. And I will put, wink, I will put 500 on Toronto to win the East and 500 on Miami to win the East. How about that? And okay. 10 to one, and 7 to 1 and 10 to 1, risk, risk, uh, uh, you know, each. Yep. Whatever that word is. Okay. Now, looking at the Western Conference, more teams, um, more depth at the bottom. So we can already exclude the Sacramento Kings, we can then start to exclude other teams. Exclude the... I actually think that Phoenix are above Sacramento in their potential, but it doesn't mean I believe they they will make it. New Orleans... Not doing anything, yeah. You can get rid of. And even though Memphis are in, you can also put a line through them. Utah Jazz, you can put a line through them. So you don't think... You don't think Phoenix could make that eighth seed, though? I think the gap is too large for them to make that eighth seed. And if they have to win two games without losing a game to play in from ninth, I'm not sure whether Phoenix could could do that. I I think it'd be really hard, but I also am looking at 60 to 1. Does that seem like a lot? That's a value bet. No, that, that do you feel like they could do that sick one time out of sixty? That's that's a great value <laughs> proposition. I like it. If you want to take that bet, I would not discourage you for it. And as I said, I have them above Sacramento, and I probably have them 
ahead of Portland even. And see, Portland's four to one, and and Sacramento's twelve to one. Some of those are much closer to getting their way in. You have to be in ninth, yeah, and you have to be in, yeah, yeah, in four yeah. games. Dallas so. is Dallas is five hundred to one. <laughs> Dallas, you can put a line through too. Um, I think potentially they have two building blocks of a franchise, but they need they need more. Um, who have I what does Dallas have to do? Can you just go through the what is the what is the world where Dallas makes the eighth seed? Uh, everybody else falls over. Everybody, I mean, they they have to have the results just just fall their way. Everybody above them loses the games they need to lose, and they need to win eight straight. No, 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 no. you're wrong. You have a bad. Dallas is seven. That's oh, why they're five hundred to one to be the eighth seed because they're oh. they're so far ahead of everybody else. <laughs> Sorry, I've got because I thought about yeah. that. I was like, wasn't Luca good? Uh, yeah, no, they it's um it's you're thinking of San Antonio. Or, I am. Um, or I Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix is the one that needs a lot of help. Yeah, I was going to say like, but when you said Dallas was five hundred to one, that's sort of like. Well, then it's yeah, you to me. Oh, yeah, you would think, but that now I just realized they they were so far ahead, and it's not to make the playoffs; it's to be the eighth seed. Okay, and no. I guess there is some chance they could be the eighth seed, but it's very unlikely. And they have a pretty good player on their team, so I was, was going to say I was like, I don't remember that. I know this was a long time ago. But I don't remember them bad. No, um, so Dallas are making like the it. Kings or the Spurs or whatever. Dallas are making it, but they don't have enough pieces outside their two, their two front court players in um, Porzingis and Dontic. Luca's really good, scores it in a really efficient way. Um, Porzingis is underrated, but I'm not sure how much further he's going to develop. I think he's near his ceiling, but with a few years, when a few ring chases come their way, because that's what will really happen. Ring chases will start. Heading gravitating towards that roster as they see it develop, I can see them making a run. But this year, you can put a line through them, and this is going to be controversial. But you can also put a line through the Houston Rockets and Denver Nuggets. Oh my God! All right, I know you love the Denver Nuggets, but when you're putting that roster that they put out, I know it was a practice scrimmage, but they have a lot of players missing from the roster that got. You don't them. like the all six ten lineup? I don't. I, I don't think that team can defend against a semi-competent ball movement team. I don't think they would have been a success against Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston, Miami. I'm just going through the East. Orlando, I think, would have beaten them. Toronto, anybody other than Washington in the East would have beaten them. And I, with the unavailable players, everybody other than maybe Sacramento, because I don't like the Sacramento Kings that much. That's how much I hate them. Um, they're the only ones that wouldn't have beaten that that particular lineup with three what players. About Michael, on the pitch. Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. thinks uh, COVID's a hoax. What do you think about that? Is that helping them at all? <laughs> <laughs> if no? if Michael Porter was somebody who you actually gave a fuck about, then that might actually like. Maybe it's worth worth hey, I mean, denying he was, what he, he does. Playing okay. He's, he's the most perennially right. overhyped player. He's going to be a guy that averages four points a game for his NBA career. I'm not a believer he in Michael play. Porter Jr. Okay. 
Are you saying his 16 minutes and seven points on three of six shooting on March 7th wasn't inspiring to you? Not inspiring at all. So He was can, averaging seven and a half points a game in 14 minutes on, hey, shooting 42% from three. Pretty good. <laughs> but n- not a guy that was meant to be a three-point shooter was meant to be a shooting slasher. Shooting one to three shots a game. <laughs> not a believer. Okay. All right, fine. Put a th- line through the Rockets as well. Yeah, there's I'm, a reason I'm why all these guys. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why Murray um, is is putting this lineup together. It's because they got nothing else, so they're going small ball. It's kind of like the Nuggets the other day, although this is more a long term problem with Houston. This is not a, a Mike D'Antoni lineup. This is an extreme where they've got no players. So put a line through them. Grizzlies again. Once ring chasers come their way. Um, I think think they'll be good. Uh, really exciting team. Big fan of... Who, who, uh, who are you talking about? Los Angeles Clippers? No, Memphis Grizzlies. Put a line through the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get rid of the, the Grizzlies. All right. I thought you said, you said you said a ring chaser. What? Well, that's what I'm saying. They will have a great roster because their core building blocks are really good. Oh, yeah. Once they get two to three years more experience. So, oh yeah, I will get to the teams with the ring chasers in them right now. Uh, in a yeah, second, yeah. Um, New Orleans. I've already put a pencil through. I'd forgotten about Oklahoma City. That's how terrible they are um, at the moment. Uh, normally, a, a good solid team, but it always at the bottom of the um, the um, playoffs. So you can put a line through them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I sort of like. Chris Paul on that team. They're only, yeah, I mean, whatever. They're not going to do anything. You're right. How many rings does Chris Paul have? I know, but still, I mean, he's like a, I mean, but it, I'm he's not a good saying player. It's, yeah, I'm not saying it's his fault, but he's always in a position, for whatever reason, he's on teams that are just that half a step to a step below those elite contenders. Not his fault, and rings aren't everything, and I hope he gets a ring at the end of it. I don't think he's a reason why he hasn't got a ring, but he's always on these teams that are missing those one or two blocks that you need to win a championship. And it happened when he was at the Rockets. It's not his fault. It happened when he was at the Clippers. Don't worry. I wasn't going to bet this anyways, but they are 40-1 to to win the West, and there's no way in hell they'll do it, so that's why they're 40-1. to also put, right. put a line through the the um, Blazers and Spurs. Spurs. Yep. So I got a line through everybody except the Lakers and the Clippers. Yep. This was a Subway series if LA had a fucking Subway. It's a um, staple. It has actually no, no mass transit whatsoever except buses. So. so it's a bus series except you don't need to bus yourself from the same stadium to the same stadium. Um. And these are two teams. If you're poor enough, you do, I think, in L.A. <laughs> um, these are two teams that I don't like. But it comes down to who has the deeper roster because the Western Conference is going to be more whose of a owner in the fight. 70s was more Whose owner in the 70s was more rapey? I guess it was Sterling, but Jerry Buss wasn't exactly like a – he wasn't a saint either, we'll say. <laughs> no. Um I like I like the history of the Lakers. I'm a big Magic Johnson fan, so I should like the current Lakers team. I have nothing against LeBron. I think he's been been great about issues that the public speak about. He's been outspoken 
with uh, Black Lives Matter and things like that. So I like him as a person, LeBron, but I don't like that Lakers team. It is two players plus Kuzma. Kuzma is not a player. He is a hairstyle. Um, He's a good player, but that hairstyle just for me is – that that dominates. It's never been good. It doesn't matter what he does. Damn, you you just turned into the fifty year old Chicago <laughs> and like right before my eyes. How did you I don't like I don't like the way Pedro Strope wears his cap. I hate that. He should wear it straight forward. What is this? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't really okay, so you don't like Kyle Kuzma's hair. Okay. I like three him to as two player. to yep. win the e, win the West. Sorry, and it's but, a yeah. bunch of ring chases there. I think the Clippers don't have outside of Kawhi as much star power. I think, however, they have a more cohesive workplace. So I don't think everybody's buddy yeah. buddy. The Clippers, the Clippers are famous for their health. Clippers are famous for their healthy workplace environment. <laughs> I think, and <laughs> over time, anyways. So I, I think the Clippers will outlast in a seven-game series the Lakers. And I think it will okay. be a dogfight. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring series, but I think it will be a dogfight, and I think it'll come down to the two Los Angeles teams. Sounds like a horrible bet. Um, I mean, unless I was a professional better, which, of course, I am with my $2,000. Um, you know, nine, 9 to 5 on the Clippers, 3 to 2 on the Lakers. You could split some money between them. And you'll probably get a winner out of that if you need to just sort of like make sure you get a winner out of this. Okay. I'll tell you what to do right now. So you want to put $5 on the Clippers because $500, $500. And you want to put mm-hmm. your other $500 on the Phoenix Suns for a bit of value to make the play. Oh, to do the eighth seed. Yep. To make the eighth seed specifically. So that's where I would put my money. And the Clippers nine to five to make the finals. Now that leaves Toronto and the Clippers to battle it out. Based on the fact that the East is not as much of a dogfight, even in the eight leading games, and certainly not when it comes Boy, to the playoffs. This is narrative central. You are writing a fanfic right now with the Raptors beating the Clippers in the. I am, and I'm not even a Raptors fan. I fucking hate their, their commentary. If you're going to write fanfic, can we at least get some big, like, anime titties in here or something? Gee, Absolutely. Whiz. We can put anime titties <laughs> on, on Nick Nurse, of all people. I think anime titties all on right, Nick, yeah. Nor- Nick Nurse <laughs> would be playing amazing. The gu- playing the guitar <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Kind of cool. um, so, yeah, <laughs> because it's going to be a dogfight in the Western Conference and that last series specifically, Clippers and Lakers, is going to be a dogfight. Um, I can see the to- Toronto Raptors going back to back. So wrap up all those. Well, wins. then I'm throwing another. If you're saying that, then I'm putting another one thousand dollars on the Raptors win the two as part of our bet because that's a big prediction, and they're eighteen to one to win the finals. So you know what? This is up. This is my money. You're giving me the. You you know I let you go off for twenty minutes, and you gave me the, the suggestion. That's that's uh, $3,000, of course, that we're betting. Absolutely. If you don't know what decimal points are. <laughs> um, so it's 500 on Toronto to win the 
500 on my at seven to one. 500 on Miami to win the East at ten to one. 500 on the Clippers to win the East at nine to five. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this. 250 on Phoenix to make the uh, to be the eighth seed at 60 to one. I like that. That pays pretty nice. And then another. What's that? Get me to that's. Uh, twelve fifty, and then a seven fifty on the Raptors to win the title at eighteen to one, and these are all going to lose because they're all kind of long shotty. They Except are. for the Clippers, might not. Um, but it will be fun to follow, and that'll be the official Beer Engine Podcast bet of the of, for the NBA, uh, whatever this is, NBA restart. In doing this, you didn't want me to pick just the favourites, did did you? It's not that I picked. No, I want some fun shit. This yeah. is fun. It'll be fun to follow. Yeah, <laughs> it's like anybody can just pick the two favourites to come out and battle for the championship. It would have been easy to pick the the Lakers to win it all. That, that's fucking easy. Any fucking monkey can do that. But to to pick the Suns, which the Suns. And unlikely. It's going to be. It's going to take a lot for the Suns to make the eight spot, but you know we'll take it. Sure. Yep. Let's see what Bovada is giving me on these odds. Estimate they're ten percent lower at least on Bovada, so we'll see. Um, But I'm sure they're fine. I mean, I don't don't know. It's still going to pay a lot if I bet. You know, five hundred dollars on Toronto at seven to one. Hey, I'm collecting, baby. Um, we're splitting that. We're we're buying new mics all around for the show on that. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be hearing me in clear HD one hundred percent of the time. Uh, nice, sweet. Hey, Tony. Uh, boy, that was detailed. Wow. Uh, you asked me to do research, it, so I did you research. Did. Uh, I would also like to very quickly, before we wrap up, give a quick prediction of the MLB season, which has almost certainly been canceled by the time this show has aired, and that is my prediction. <laughs> that we're not going to have a season thanks to... By, uh, the time, by, the time the, by the time you hear me say this, we will not be playing baseball anymore, and uh, the Cubs will have finished with a better record than the White Sox yet again, <laughs> even, though, even though the White Sox are getting like circle jerked by everybody on Twitter for three weeks before this thing started. Uh, we actually are going to have... Um, uh, I would like to have our friend Brian on who uh, we did tweet. I did tweet at to get free promotion for our show um, because he has more followers than, well, certainly we do on Twitter because we don't have a Twitter account. So. Um, but he, uh, you know, get a little heat on us. He's got all those comedy guys around him all the time. You know how it is. Uh, he's still, he's going out and doing comedy. So we should have him on to tell us about what it's like to go outside. I would love to know. And then uh, also what it's like um, to be trying to watch baseball and really wanting to enjoy it because I guess he's been getting some shit for it. So uh, we're going to try to do that soon. Tony, I think that, I think we've, I think we've given a lot today. You certainly have. (laughs) We have fun episode. Fun to talk about a bit of sports. You're not winded, are you? I mean, if you are, you probably go see it. (laughs) I certainly should see a doctor, but uh, soon I may have to be doing it behind a face mask. Well, if I start recording outside because face masks are now mandatory, not not highly advised, but mandatory for any um, activity outside the home in Victoria, anywhere. Oh, so. my God. We can we can still, like, I walk around the neighborhood without a 
because like you can avoid anyone by like 100 feet pretty much like there's no way you're ever going to run into anybody around here that's crazy like even if you go outside walk around you got to mask up yep but that's the way it is just came across my desk while we were recording so i could do it i could uh i could throw on a mask i was actually saying i should just do a show with them and prove that i could do it for an hour just because people are losers i won't do it all right that was uh hey that was a great preview tony we got some bets out of it um Appreciate everybody uh, tuning in for some very intense sports talk. Hey, you know what? You only have to listen to one podcast. You don't have to tune to Zach Lowe or whatever, or any of your other favorite NBA guys. Woj, you know, we got all the, we got all the beat right here. We can tell you who's going to win the league or whatever. Um, Just, just, just flip us on. Um, But uh, if you want to, if you want to, you want to throw your own opinions in, on uh, best bets for the NBA, you can email us uh, beer engine show at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. You can look at this cup, the $250 cup. Uh, I know you want to that's on uh, it's at beer engine pod. And uh, you can follow me on untapped Griff AD, Tony at St. Moz. Uh, see what we're drinking. Um, Tony cut this. I'm going to have to cough. <clears throat> I, I have the COVID apparently <laughs> the run <clears throat> or don't cut it, whatever. <laughs> uh, and you can also, uh, I don't know. Is there another way you can check us out? I don't know. I don't have anything else. Actually. That was it. I ran out of stuff for you to find me on. So try one of them. Send me an email. I'll read it on here. Tony, before we leave, I have, we did get an Instagram message. Oh, an Instagram message. Yes, we did. I have, to, I have to read it. Because I promised everybody I would read it. All right, let's pull it up. So I will. I, I promised I will read our fan contact, and um, this is from our friend and certainly a listener, Addicts Cuisine, best of dishes. <clears throat> they reached out um, just to say uh, hi. They say hi, Beer Engine Pod. All one word, you know. Uh, how was your Tuesday? Uh, truly hope that you love my Instagram. And then they give like the surfer hand and a cup of coffee. Nice. Hey, surf's up, bro. You know how it is, right? Hang 10. Uh, since you seem to like yummy food content so much, I thought I'd share a profile that truly inspires me. Uh, at a Tabaki, you need to give Tabaki a follow. His food stuff is amazing. Just go check it out with your own eyes at a Tabaki and then a bronze medal, which said third place on it. So thanks to, hey, good tip, Addicts Cuisine. Thank you. I will be checking out my our friend, a Tabaki. Um, he's a bearded man, and he's got some, hey, some cool pictures of, you know, kifta and food and stuff. That's nice. I like that. I like those things. He's drinking coffee at Hansa Coffee in Libertyville, Illinois. I, been to that coffee place. So cool. I, maybe I like this guy. I don't know, but Hey, I might be friends with him for all we know. Who knows? Uh, so thanks to our friends at addicts cuisine. We love them, um, for shouting us out. What do you think of that, Tony? I think that was outstanding. We also to wrap up, got another Instagram message and I'm going to, it was, it was a longer thread. This was a real conversation with a real person. It was, uh, from, G3T.ON.T. 
T H E dot B three three R S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I could have read that as it should be read, but I wanted to uh, spell it out for people. Um, this is our local manager of our local bottle shop talking about with the funk. Just the right amount of acidity, but I'm a big fan of V Energy drinks. Rolling, uh, smiling, crying emoji face, whatever you call that thing. Um, v Energy drinks are like an Australian knockoff of Red Bull. For those of you, of you that are unfamiliar with that reference okay. in that review, yeah. so very cool. Yeah, so reach out to us, email, Instagram, do those things, and you will get a mention by uh, people with microphones uh, in their computers, which is cool. And Tony, who's an actual sound engineer to some degree. So very cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Go, uh, we'll update on these bets, and uh, you go, hey, make these bets so you make some money. Peace out. <laughs>